Alright, welcome back guys. Uh, part 2 of this week's episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Um, and we're talking Batman the Animated Series, Ian. We, and we got, as I said in the other episode, we, we got every, basically every aspect of the show to <laughs> yeah. talk about here here today. It worked out real nice. Yeah, it's a good little sample. It is, uh, it is. Sample of the, the overall series. We, we go from the low end to the high end, and then go back into the middle, so... We, Even the low end isn't that bad. I I agree. We'll get into that. Um, yeah. We're gonna start with what most people will consider to be the worst episode of the whole show. I've oh, got Batman in my basement. Um, I don't know if it's the worst episode in the show because we've already gone through some shaky episodes. Yeah. What, what was the one? I mean, the the one with the Joker with the the garbage or That's the a, not the, a good episode. The boat. That was a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> Rewatching this one, like I get why people don't like it because it's kind of one of those it's like, goofy. throwaway. Yeah, it's goofy. It's one of those like throwaway episodes where, you know, it's like those gimmicky episodes where like the main character will be gone and it's time to focus on one of the the sidekicks or the henchmen, you know, or like a flashback episode where it's like right. You can tell they just wanted to fill the whole you know episode quota for the season, but ran out of like ideas story wise. But I still don't hate it. It's it's, not, it's nowhere near as bad. I, I think we've already probably covered the worst one of the yeah. series at least yeah. this season yeah yeah i mean it look th this is the thing that people don't get people only look at the critically acclaimed side of the show too often sure. and people forget this is a kid's cartoon yeah it's a kid's cartoon so every now and then there's gonna be kids cartoon episodes and that's what this is yeah. It's an episode fully made for little kids who are watching this on Saturday mornings. Yeah. And I would love this as a little kid. Absolutely. I, I, I'm telling you, there's a reason why they throw kid characters into stuff. Oh, Adults hate it, but kids like it. I mean... Phantom Menace. I, Phantom Menace, uh, Scrappy-Doo and Scooby-Doo. Oh, like, yes. people, you know, older people do not like these decisions, but there's a reason why they keep doing it, and it's because yeah. it works for kids. And that's what this episode is. You got the kid detective Sherman and uh, whatever the Roberta. name of... Yeah, Roberta, his best friend. And they have to basically take care of Batman and fight off the Penguin. Yeah. That's the episode. Because, um, like, to me, like, the reason why it's not the worst is because, like, that story alone isn't as ridiculous as, like, the, the earlier Joker, the Be a Clown episode and, like, a couple of the other ones where it's, like, they even try to, like make a comprehensive or somewhat believable story whereas this one yeah no, it's no, like no be a clown's a great episode oh no i'm thinking what's the what's the episode um <sighs> i know i don't remember what it was called La, like, last laugh yeah last the laugh. last laugh yeah yeah, yeah. that's one yeah yeah not a great um, episode the forgotten not a great episode no um you know and you know so there's several not great this is definitely not yeah, alone I, as like being near the bottom and see, I, I but i think for what this is it does a good job i do too yeah, because like it's funny because we talked about Daredevil earlier, and like the what reminded me of this episode is the second episode of Daredevil where he's in um what's her favorite player's apartment and right. like he, you know he's injured and and she's like taking care of him. Obviously, that episode is capped off with one of the greatest fight scenes in TV history. But very true. But this episode is still good. I mean, like yeah, it's like again, I'd much rather this than I think the Forgotten for sure. Yeah, because yeah, the Forgotten no. the Forgotten doesn't even feel like Batman like a Batman show. Like no. it, it's something. This at least does, even though Batman is incapacitated for most of it. Um, one thing, so uh, this is the first episode with the Penguin also. This, that too, yeah. This, this is our introduction to the Penguin, the Tim Burton-like 
Penguin. Yeah, pretty much. Because this came out in 92, right after the Batman Returns came out. So, of course, they had to design it like that horrible Tim Burton Penguin. People they don't they it, don't though. do it that bad though. They no, don't do it have, as bad. They they pull back like the, a little. He doesn't have like the black makeup and the weird skin and like the sharp really sharp teeth or whatever. But... Yeah, but he's got the long mullet and he's got the webbed hands and it's yeah, not it's a horrible look. This is one of the few characters that they did a much better job when they redid them in the late 90s. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. one of the few characters that actually improved on that. But uh yeah. So that that's fun. I like getting to see the penguin for the first time. Um, Paul Williams does a great penguin. I mean, he's just perfect, perfect penguin, per- perfect penguin. If anyone was built, to, I'm sorry, no, Danny Vito is not built to play the penguin. Paul Williams was oh. built to play the penguin. Yeah, Danny um, Vito just has like the weirdest body shape ever. It doesn't mean he was meant to play the penguin. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, why is there a vul- like the penguin's got a vulture? That, yeah, is that, like that is like a remote-controlled, real-life vulture. Yeah, like because it, it just comes out of nowhere. I'm like, is that man bat? And it's like, no, no, it's a bird. I'm like, what? And like it, like, it literally like telepathically responds to his commands or whatever. Yeah, like it's very yeah. strange. It's like the most well-controlled animal in the history of animals. Yeah, um, it's like I, I don't even know. It's a little, little strange. But that's, um, that's the weirdest part, really. Yeah, it is. But you have. You know, it starts with Sherman, who's a wannabe detective, and they see the, he sees the vulture, so they follow the this vulture, and they end up getting, stumbling into a heist with the penguin, trying to steal this jeweled egg. Yeah. Batman shows up to stop it, but then he has to save the kids who have gotten themselves on a conveyor belt that is going towards this, I don't know, the crut, some sort of gears that are, that grind the flower or whatever. Yeah, that trap, yeah, whatever. And, uh... And they're on a conveyor belt that's moving towards it, and so Batman has to save them. They they don't just roll off the conveyor belt or step off of it. It's not even going that fast. They just stay there and are gonna let themselves get crushed for <laughs> whatever reason. But uh yes. but Batman saves him and in the process he gets gassed by the penguin and it's this toxic gas that basically leaves him just totally defenseless <laughs> and the kids Get him into the Batmobile and somehow drive the Batmobile home with, yeah, like, with, with Sherman uh, using the steering wheel and Roberta has to go down and push the pedals with her hands and somehow I mean, this works for them to get all the yeah, way I mean, home. Yeah, that's definitely an oversight. The fact that like the Batman in this show doesn't have the you know starter kit booby trap like they do in Adam West's I, show. I'm is telling like, you, it's, 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 it's very effective. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. Every Batman should have it. Uh... So then they're they're trying to nurse him back to health. It's not working too well. Um, then there's the town bullies who are basically uh, Eddie Haskell from Leave It to Beaver. Um, yeah, yeah. Show up. They were teasing him earlier, and then they see Bam in this, and then they try and help him. The vulture sees the Batmobile. So now Penguin and his minions are going after trying to get to Batman in the house. Also, they took the egg. That's the other thing. They 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 were able to yeah, take the, the egg, egg with them. So they're looking for that. And then we have Home Alone. We Yeah, we really do. <laughs> with booby-trapped house and <laughs> with the kids trying to take on the penguin. And eventually they, they actually are – they find the antidote. And so Batman is trying to recover. They've given him the antidote. And he finally comes to it at the last second and saves them from – Which, again, is also another thing I like. I, I like how they don't go full like the kids defeat the penguin. Like, just imagine, like, if this is the episode right. – the first episode we see the penguin – 
and he gets thwarted by a bunch of kids, it's like you're instantly never going to take him seriously again. But it's like the I mean, perfect... he does get quite inconvenienced. I mean, of course, but it's like it never stops him though. And like, yeah, yeah they they literally make it down to the basement. They're like, okay, you know, you've had your fun, like, but you know, yeah, you haven't stopped us. And then, but yeah, luckily Batman comes too right at the end to actually stop him. Yeah, I mean that's. That's pretty much the whole episode. A lot of people it's hate it true. because of all this goofy stuff, which it is, and it sure. is ridiculous. But it's inoffensive. It it is. It's not. It's not terrible. And when you, again, that's one thing that I do think is a problem with fandom. Fandom is so old now, um, because f- this type of fandom really didn't start till the eighties. Yeah. And so now everyone's so old, who's still in the main pieces in this fandom, the fan, like this pop culture stuff has shifted up so far in age. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be, you know, the kids and the teenagers. And now it's like those same people just grown up. Um, and so I feel like the kid aspect of stuff is almost gone. Yeah. Because now every show has to be adult oriented. Every movie has to be PG 13 at minimum. Yep. And now we're even moving to where it's R. Anywhere I like some of that stuff, and I think some of it lends it to that. I don't yeah. think everything does. No. And unfortunately, that's where we're going. Like, I'm thinking of when I have kids, what am I going to be able to show them growing up? I'm, I'm only going to be able to show them this older stuff. Because yeah. there's nothing new that's made for kids. And when it is made for kids, they just go full overboard, and it's not th- – yeah. there's no effort put into it. Yeah, like that's what I hate. Is like they, it, now, if anything is specifically made for kids, that like that's like an automatic excuse for like lazy writing and just like dumb like tropes and stuff like that. And so like if which, you which that's the, always been a part of kids stuff, always. Sure, but, but yeah, but it's like blatant now. It's like they don't even try. The last thing I can think of that was truly, truly well done, made for kids, is Batman: Brave and the Bold. Sure, fantastic show made fully yeah. for kids. But there's so many Easter eggs in that show for, for you know, lifelong fans. And that's the last thing I can think of. And that ended in, like, 2012 or something. Yeah. But it's, you know, uh, there's not – stuff like that is just not really done anymore because it's all catering to the 20s and 30s. Fanboys, yeah. Age fan – yeah, us, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. And so yeah, we're part of the problem. But, yeah, but that's why – But, like, but that's yeah. why people crap on episodes like this now. Exactly. And yeah. so that's why I don't I got nothing against episodes like this cuz I think no. it, I think it works. It's a kids yeah. TV show. It's a kids cartoon. Exactly. Again, yeah. like and like and there's going to be a variety. Like again, when you have episodic TV shows, even like The Mandalorian, you're right. going to have good episodes and bad episodes. It's like and this one again isn't a bad episode, but it doesn't come anywhere near Two-Face or, you know, Feats of Clay or Heart of Ice. No. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yep. Um, all right, some inter- let's see if there's some trivia stuff for this episode. Obviously, it's the first appearance of the Penguin. We already talked about that. Obviously, the Penguin was modeled after Batman Returns Penguin. We already talked People about that. People love that movie that. for some reason. It's oh, it's the worst Batman movie ever made, and I will Hate still it. stick with that. I will watch Batman and Robin many times before I watch Batman Returns. At least yeah. Batman and Robin is a terrible movie you can make fun of. That movie yeah, is not even true. fun to make fun of. We, Bat- we, we, we did a rewatch of it. And it's just like this. It's not even. You, it's not even fun to make fun of. It's just terrible. Yeah, it's like okay, and now we start the next twenty minutes where we don't even see Batman. It's no fun. He's yeah. in twenty-seven minutes of that two-hour movie. That's that's a crime. and that's Batman or Bruce Wayne. Yeah. 
Oh, it's 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 so horrible. Stupid artsy fartsy moron movie fans. I love Tim Burton, man. I hate Tim Burton. Two good movies: Pee Wee's Big Adventure and the first Batman. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, so yeah, of course, obviously, many many fans hate this episode for the script and everything. Um, even Bruce Tim has said that the script and story are terrible. Oh, come which down. is a shame. He's caving into all that crap. It's hipster crap. Oh, I didn't even like it when I wrote it. It's like, shut up. There's not really anything else, trivia-wise, with this I episode. Mean, I, can't, I can't imagine there would be. You know, so it definitely not... It uh, gets the short end of the stick, I think. Hey, uh, it's, un- unfortunately. It's fine. Yeah, it's, you, it's, you also have a Batman and Penguin uh, screwdriver umbrella sword fight. That's, that's funny. We didn't talk about that. Who doesn't <laughs> want to see Batman fight the Penguin with a screwdriver? Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's great. Look, we're we're in the middle of rewatching the Adam West Batman show, and this this is not gonna bother me at this exactly. point. There you go. Yeah, come on. Um. So anyway, all right. So that's uh, I've got Batman in my basement. Um. Got to move on now to Heart of Ice. Heart of Ice, Very considered good by most people to be the greatest Batman animated series episode. I highly disagree. I agree. I disagree too. Especially I think after it's a vastly it. overrated episode. It's good, but it, I yeah, think it's, it's great. I think it's a great episode, but I think it's way overrated. From nowhere, what people say. If you ask me, nowhere near as good as uh, Two Face. No, no, I totally agree. And we over a few years ago, we did our top ten favorite Batman animated series episodes, which we should do again. And we should after we should do it at the end of this. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, in like four years when we finish <laughs> through this freaking series. Yeah. Um, and this was not on either of ours. I don't think. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't remember. I I know it wasn't on mine. It was I, it was in my honorable mentions, and I don't remember if it was on yours. Maybe I put it. I mean, maybe maybe I did at the very end, like because yeah, because I felt obligated. But even right. then, like when I when I think yeah, I think Two Face, I think almost got him. I think uh, yeah, like the very first one. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out how people hate on. I've got Batman in my basement so much, and are fine with Chicken Soup defeating Mister Freeze. Yeah, I, like people forget there's so many stupid things in this episode. Yeah, like we which, which again it. is fine, sure. but for the way people take this so seriously. But yeah, it's like moving. It's like moving the goalpost in terms right. of like judging the episodes. Yeah, right. Which again, I think this is a great episode. Very well written. Sure. It totally redefines and creates an amazing villain. Oh, it's great. Yeah, um, outstanding. There's certain scenes that are just some of the best you'll see in the whole series. All with right. Mister Freeze, of course. Um, pretty much most scenes with Mister Freeze are just outstanding. Yeah. Um, but there's so many kind of weird aspects of the show as well that, that people don't talk about ever when they're talking about the show. Um, yeah. Uh, So, so this episode, you know, Mr. Freeze is trying to create a bunch of, uh, he's trying, he's stealing a bunch of things to create a big ice, ice machine, which they use that in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, the stealing yeah. all the different pieces to put together yeah. the big machine. And, um, and of course, we f- and it's all from the same company, this Gothcorp company, which the head, Ferris Boyle, is voiced by Mark Hamill before he Sucks. became the Joker because this episode was made before any of the Joker episodes. Yeah, it's weird, but yeah. <laughs> so he was cast as this first, which is, which is pretty funny, but he's great. Um, he that, is, that's yeah. a great character. Oh yeah, and uh, so he, you know, he's starting to steal this. So Batman's now going after him. Obviously, you're seeing all these snow, 
you know, ice related stuff and it's in the middle of like August or heat July wave, yeah. or whenever it is, big heat wave and all this this ice crimes are going on. Um we slowly learn about Mr. Freeze. Um we then learn that he was an employee for Gothcorp trying to save his dying wife, Frozer, um in this cryogenic freezing thing and then was working on a cure. Of course Ferris Boyle's just a stereotypical horrible Cap- worst person in the world corporate yeah, boss yeah. who uh says no you gotta no shut regard. the whole thing down wasting all my money and then just and then is gonna kill his wife in the process doesn't care yeah, and no. mr freeze tries to stop it and ends up crashing a bunch of chemicals and you know makes him mr freeze yeah um so we learn we learn that uh what uh, what else what else happens i mean the only thing that happens is that you know like batman kind of gets frozen and they're like or the right. one the one henchman gets frozen that that's a great takes, moment yeah that's a great moment so yeah it, uh there's one more thing that freeze is trying to take so batman knows he's going to be there so he's taking it out he goes to rob it batman's trying to stop him he ends up getting frozen by the freeze gun and then mr freeze accidentally shoots one of his own henchmen in the legs they start to drive away, Mr. Free, or they start to leave, and they're trying to help the henchman. And Mr. Free's just like, "Leave him." Yeah, he he should have been more careful. The, just such a great portrayal of just this guy that literally has no emotions. He's like, "I don't care." Yeah, no, it's great. He's he's, he's done. Who cares? Leave him. And uh, and even the other henchmen are like, "But he's he's with us. What like, was? When yeah. are we gonna leave him?" Now, how oh, that was so done so well. And then, so Batman finally breaks out right as they're leaving. He goes, try, he's going to go after him, but then the guy, he sees the guy there, you know, begging to be saved. And, and Batman cares about people. Even Zack the bad Snyder. ones. God, jeez. And so, instead of going after him, he saves, you know, brings the guy back and Luke Skywalker's him back to health. He did, yeah, I was, I was thinking that too. I'm like, this is right out of the Empire. <laughs> it's right out, which is so funny because this is also the first episode with Mark Hamill yeah. <laughs> do, doing a voice in it. I wonder if that was done on purpose. It had to have been. Yeah, it had to. Because <laughs> they put him in the freezing, like the, the, the liquid chamber yeah, from Empire. The whole, like, it's the same mask. thing. Yeah. yeah. It, it's great. And, uh, and so then we get a moment where Batman's catching a cold, which I love. And yeah, then, and then Alfred gives him chicken soup. Which is funny. Um, Which will come back later. It, oh, yeah. Remember the chicken soup. Um, <laughs> so anyway, now he's going after Ferris Boyle. So he's going to, you know, crash this humanitarian of the year ceremony where he's getting, you know, Ferris Boyle's getting a, a humanitarian no. of the year. Um, Batman, of course, you know, goes after him. There's one of the coolest moments ever when he rides the fire hydrant. The fire hydrant. Yeah, that is cool. awesome. That is yeah. awesome. That is what I want to see from a cartoon superhero show. Is exactly. someone using freeze gun to ride a fire hydrant. That's awesome. Up to the top of the thing. And then uh, you know, he starts to freeze uh Ferris Boyle and and telling him, you know, he killed his wife and all that stuff. But Batman shows up to stop him. It's a tough fight because obviously Mr. Freeze is like enhanced with the suit, so he's a lot stronger. So Batman can't really do much against him. But that's fine because he's got a thing in chicken soup that all he does is just pour onto the mask and that breaks the mask. And I, yeah. don't, I don't know why. Yeah, because like he doesn't even smash the mask Not with really. the thermos. He, he literally just pours it on there and it like, I guess the mask is also made out of ice. But because, yeah, it like melts and it just breaks. Shatters. It just shatters yeah. off. And I don't, I 
don't know why, and that works. It's like the most anticlimactic ending ever. It really is. I mean, it's kind of funny just the idea of Batman using chicken soup to stop a villain, but then, but yeah, it's like with how serious the rest of the episode is. It, it doesn't feels... fit at all. Exactly, yeah. Um, so that's disappointing. Um, and then, of course, he has tapes of what which, Ferris Boyle did and gives those to the to um, Summer Gleason, the reporter is, who's there. Which is stupid because he's like, this is all the evidence you need. Here you go, reporter. Right. Like, and, and Ferris and like his like you know associates are still right there. It's like, why wouldn't you hand it over to the cops like where you know it will be protected? <laughs> it's like, what if what if like Summer just like drops it in her purse and right, right. It's like, oh, I had a I had a drink in my purse. And well, still, if I'm like, thinking of Batman, he's gotten more copies of it. It's not like that's the well, only thing. That's a good point. That's so, a good point. I'm thinking that. Now, one, um, did you notice like Summer wearing ridiculously little clothing? With that dress. I did, yeah, at the party. Like, I it thought, stands like, out where it's like, this is a kid's cartoon, and I feel like that's t- drawn a little bit <laughs> too far. Scantily, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, know. granted, it is a heat wave, so you can kind of understand, like, why, you know, when she's out reporting and stuff, but it's like, yeah, at the party, I was like, is she there to, like, hook up with Ferris? Like, what's like, going on here? It's, like, it's, it's, a little, it's a little skimpy for a kid's cartoon. Quite noticeable. But they, there, they there's were always... a few moments of that, though, in this show, which is, you know, again, this show is about as adult as a kid's cartoon can get with it still being a kid's cartoon. And they're always sneaking like provocative, like stuff in the kids program. Like that's I, true. It was, it was funny. Like I rewatched the little mermaid on Disney plus and he took out the, uh, edited out the, like the priest who does the wedding. Like and originally he has like a little boner. You can see his pants <laughs> and Disney plus of course got rid of it. I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, I hate that movie so much. What? I, I think that is the worst Disney princess story of all time. Oh my god! What is the positive of that movie? It is the worst possible message to to send anybody. What be completely what? be completely discontent with who you are. Hate everything about you. Do whatever you can to change everything to fit into something else. It's the okay. worst message ever. I hate that story. You're reading too much into nope, it. Nope. I hate I hate the Little Mermaid. Don't like it. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast but, 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 way better. I agree, but still, I mean, the, the scene alone with the French chef and Sebastian uh, alone should be enough. Mm, eh. Not a fan. Not a fan of that movie. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> like, like, love Disney movies. Not, not a fan of that one. Um, I don't like the sure. message it sends. But uh, oh. anyway, this is not a Little Mermaid podcast. <laughs> no. Thank, thank goodness. Um, That'd be a very short podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> And it would be very dark if we went into the actual stories and stuff. Uh, oh, my God, yeah. It'll be, I mean, yeah, it's safe to say that the, the Hans Christian Anderson re- stuff, man, we'll, we'll get in some real dark crap. Um, yeah, you know the, the Disney remake is just going to be another shot-for-shot remake of the, of the animated movie because uh, they're not they're definitely not going off the real story. No, no. It's it, everything. Disney has been creatively bankrupt for 20 years. Um, uh, yeah. But that's a different story. Um. So anyway, then so Batman defeats Freeze, but then we have just a fantastic like the in this is definitely now I I this is why people are talk talk about the show as big as they do because the ending ending shot is the best ending of any episode of all time. Oh well, yeah, that's not even close. It is no. incredible. Him sitting in the Arkham cell, the the frozen Arkham cell with. The little uh, snow globe or whatever mm-hmm. it is, with with his wife, like does, you know, in it, is just amazing. And just that that last little monologue is just outstanding. Oh yeah, it's, and then it's Batman, so of course, like standing on top, like watching, kind of. 
nice little addition. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's fantastic. Again, this episode is great, but yeah. but and, and again, and I get it because this was the third episode aired. So this was where it was like, oh, this is this show. So I totally yeah. get why this show is held as it does. Because this yeah, was the, the introduction where it was like, this is, I mean, this is what the show is and can yeah, be. This, and and, and how much, how much effort is put into the writing and, right. and, and everything of this show. Yeah. Um. So totally, yeah, totally was, get it. Because it was written by Paul Dini, but then directed by Bruce Timm. So yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the fantastic, this episode won an Emmy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I wish they had that here on the IMDB page. At least they don't have it for the episode. I'm sure they'll have it on the show. Let's see. I think that, yeah, this was the only Emmy that this show won. I think so. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. It won for Robin's Reckoning. Oh. It won an Emmy. I don't remember hearing that. that yeah, episode. I know. I know it won for this one. I, I guess. Never... Well, I don't see it. It doesn't say it won. Okay, that's what it is. Let's. Hmm. Let's see. Do 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 do. Uh. Yeah, I don't see one for this episode. Won Emmy for this episode? No. Hang on. Let me see. No, I can't. If I can find. It's. I know it did. Yeah. Where is it? Uh. Yeah. I don't. Why don't I don't see it? At least not on IMDb here. That's crazy. It did win a daytime Emmy in '93. I don't see anything for any specific episode though. Hmm. But I know no, it won. It won for writing in an Emmy. I, I I know this episode. I thought this episode specifically did. I don't know. Maybe they just attributed this episode to Lloyd. Maybe. Maybe. But anyway, definitely great episode. For but sure. Not not in my top ten. Just just outside. Really? Not even my, top ten, you think? Well, yeah. I don't think I put it in my top ten favorite episodes. Well, I thought we only did top five. Mm, oh, did we do top five? I think we only did top five. Oh, maybe yeah. I did put it in the top ten then. Yeah, because top Whatever ten. Whatever we did, I put it right out of. And so, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, this is top ten, but it's like nine or something it, yeah it definitely not the best it's it's not yeah for me it's not up with with my other favorites yeah but but definitely definitely great episode for sure for sure for, for sure. sure um so uh you know and definitely the best mr freeze thing they never oh. quite capture that again no i don't I, I really know anything else he's only guy. a handful of other episodes and in the movie the sub-zero movie and it, none of those he's really that great it's yeah, always be, fine, but it's never this good again. Yeah, it's never they've never recaptured how good he was in this. Nope. In anything. Um let's see. Yeah. Uh do, 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 do. the Okay. Some other there's some production things with this episode. The original idea for that flashback video was to have Freeze cling to uh that cryogenic tank. And realize that, that like his hair is like falling off and breaking off in like ice chunks, and him to be like yeah. horrified. Yeah. And uh, but they they too. didn't have time and, oh. and to put it in there, so they didn't they didn't do that. Um, Batman uttering "My God" after watching the tape is unusual in a cartoon, as a censor censors usually didn't 
they didn't allow any mention of like religion or re- like oh, religion okay. expletives or any of that stuff. Hmm. But um, but somehow it just never got caught. Like it just went through censors for some reason. So that's <laughs> okay. interesting. Um, let's see. The planned ending was to have a weeping freeze in his cell with his tears freezing and turning into snowflakes. Tim and Deanie mentioned that if they could go back and do any episode again, they would uh, do that if they redid it. And they did do it later. I was going to say. In uh, Batman and Robin. <laughs> uh, too late. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little too late there. Um, Let's see. This is the first episode directed by Bruce Tim, and the first one written by Paul Dini, which, I mean, that's the holy group of Batman animated series people Bobby, right yeah, there. <laughs> Uh, the pl- let's see. The plot of the episode was largely used for Freeze's revised origin in the 1997 graphic novel Batman Mr. Freeze, which was also written by Paul Dini. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2002, celebrate the 10th inter- uh, anniversary of the show, polls were held um, to determine the best episode of the show, and this, of course, won um, as fan voted best episode. Uh, Wizard Magazine also selected this as the best episode of the series. Um, it 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 created such a popular like a, such a buzz for the character of Mister Freeze that the comics changed his origins to reconnect with or to connect with the with the episode. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So this is yeah. probably the first thing in the show that directly affected the comics. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, and there's yeah, a lot of stuff was... we've talked. You know, there's a lot oh, of later things, on. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that's amazing of course we talked to ferris boyle being mark hamill voice you know his thing being voice he actually wanted to do mr freeze that's what he wanted to play but uh you know they had him play this and of course michael and sarah is just perfect as the voice of of mr freeze yeah yeah. mark hamill was mr freeze with the weird um let's see um there's yeah we talked about this too Episode contains two references to Empire Empire Strikes Back. Uh, oh, yeah, the first one. Forgot to mention that. Batman trapped oh, upside down in the cold yeah. cave yeah, uh, yeah. with his feet frozen. Uh, up I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And then, of course, the, the like, tank. Re, or the, what's it called? the back, back to tank is what it's yeah. called in, in Empire. And they okay. got that as well, which is so funny with the fact that this is Mark Hamill's first episode. Ferris Boyle doesn't appear again in the series. Yeah, um, yeah I, I can't remember him ever coming back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, yeah, because then you, then you kind of have like guys like Rupert Thorne and Daggett kind of taking over those type of roles, right? Yeah, well, that's I guess that's pretty much it with the the trivia stuff from there. But um, yeah, great uh, episode, great episode. Obviously, very influential episode. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely, probably the most de- no, definitely the most influential episode of the entire series. So. Mm-hmm. Um, fair enough there. All right. Now moving on. Got the two-parter Cat in the Claw. Interesting enough, this was the first episode to air. was Cat in the Claw Part 1. However, right. they did not air the second part till episode 8. That, I mean, that... Must have been so annoying. Yeah, I mean, like, how, how are you supposed to... Like, I remember, like, uh, when I read the uh, novels for Halo, there was, like, four main novels. And, like, I remember one of the novels is titled uh, First Strike. It was actually the third novel, and like when I read it when I was like thirteen, I read that one first, and I read like the other ones after that. I was so confused. I was like, I have no idea what's going on, and I find out, oh, it's not in chronological order. 
but yeah. like that's what happened here. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Um, they did a really yeah. poor job airing these things. Yeah, it's um, like they're lucky that show the the writing of this show because they probably would have could have failed with how botched of a release they had it. You know, yeah, in terms they, of like episodes, they did a real bad job with that. Um, Try to sabotage it. This, of course, is the first episode with Catwoman. We get introduced to Catwoman here and the the Great made up, the made up character Red Claw as the yeah. as the villain, but Catwoman, fantastic. I love this. This, this is, is the best is portrayal of Catwoman ever. Is in I was going to say, and yeah. best relationship between Batman and Catwoman of Perfect. any medium. It never it, goes. It never goes too far, nope. like in each way, in terms of like too much of a relationship or like too antagonistic. Like it's a perfect in between. No, it does a great job of uh, of sitting there. Um, and uh, so the very simple premise with this. Red Claw and the ter- her terrorist group have stolen a plague off a military train, and they're now blackmailing Gotham City for one billion dollars. Are they going to release the plague? <laughs> That's it. That's the plot. Simple and then, enough. and then there's the plot with Catwoman, where she is tr- uh, she's trying to get this wildlife preserve on this land out in the middle. There's a lot of deserts around uh, Gotham, and I don't get it. I don't hey, get it, the it, landscape. It, it, but I, it, we I talked about this in the been, Forgotten. I don't I know where this desert's the, coming from. The same area as the Forgotten, yeah. But she wants this wild, this land for a wildlife preserve. But she's being outbidded by this massive corporation, and so she's trying to figure out why. Um, as as the big animal animal activist that, of course, Selena Kyle always is, and um, and then you have a whole another thing where Bruce Wayne is at an auction. Uh, for to, you know, raise money for some animal something, and she of course bids the most and wins a date with him, and she's like completely uninterested. She's just That's doing great. it for the money, and he's like, no, 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 no. You're you're very attractive. We're going out. <laughs> yeah, he he is he is thirsty as you would I say. I love it. You never see that from from Batman. That's he's great. always the opposite. Bruce Wayne's yeah. always the opposite. Even yeah, in this always... episode, all the other girls fawning over him and everything, and he just doesn't care. He just totally stone faces everything, and it's hilarious. Yeah. But then when it's he great. sees Selena Kyle, it just <laughs> he's infatuated with it, and that's so funny. It's such a fun dynamic, and so they constantly try and go on these dates, and it keeps not working. Um, they end up getting in a car chase, which is a lot of fun. That's a great car chase. That's a really fun animated car chase with <laughs> Bruce Wayne, not even Batman. Um, yeah. When uh, Red Claws, Red Claws, people figure out that Selena Kyle's Catwoman, and uh, so they go after her eventually. I don't remember how the first part ends. I don't either. I, I really only remember the second part, um, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I don't remember when. Uh, Part two ends with, or part one, or yeah, yeah, yeah. What part one ends with? But it it's just a lot of fun. It's the best part of this episode is the Bruce, Selena, the the, the Bat Batman Catwoman relationship because you have both of them going on simultaneously with at the beginning both not knowing who the other one is, which is always fun. That's yeah. That's why the identities are so important to relationships. I talk about this all the time with freaking Lois and Clark and how stupid it was for Man Steel for them to just know who each other or for her to know who freaking Clark is immediately because it takes away all the fun mm-hmm. and like all the, the the conflict that you need in terms of like yeah they, you can't just have them be together. It's yep. like ugh. yep, there's totally so much agree. you can do with it when you keep it like a secret. Ugh. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they do that. I, just, I, 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 don't, just don't I don't do either. It. It's lazy. It's just, it's so, so lazy. It is, because then they have to invent conflict elsewhere, I and mean, it just feels forced and stupid. It's like, you have conflict, like, again, that's the whole thing of, like, Spider-Man 2. Like, Doc Ock is only in a few scenes. So the rest of the conflict is from him having to, you know, uh, balance both lives. It's like, you, yep. it, it writes itself. I know. I, <laughs> I totally agree. Um. So let's see. So they they end up tracking down Red Claw at a at her base in that desert this desert stronghold, former military base that they've That's occupied. And uh, they of course get captured. Again, this Batman in this show gets captured a lot. Um, I mean, every like every kid's <laughs> show, every like they, everyone's always getting captured. I mean, like I can think of everything like. A freaking Captain Planet, even like every episode, like they, <laughs> when the kids gets captured or even he gets captured, like come on. Yeah, and uh, so they're captured in the in the bunker, and of course Red Claw's like, I'm gonna release the plague here because no one else will know I don't have it anymore, which is fair, fair enough. And um, I think you won't kill anybody. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course, Batman and Catwoman escape because Catwoman has the claws that she can tear through the ropes with. Yeah, and kind of uh, like um, Last Crusade, kind of. Yeah, 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 a little bit. And of course, the the, she puts the she puts acid on the plague that'll slowly eat away, which in this most of the time it's like, okay, now you're just doing stupid stuff to give people a chance to escape, but in this it makes sense. You're not going to release the plague while you're in there. Yeah. So, so I get it in this situation. It is it's actually a legit reason for like the whole timer and like, you know, yeah, we're not going to be here to watch you die. Right, but this but it's logical in this situation, yeah. which which is nice. And uh, of course, so it's about to go off. They, they get out. Batman hijacks a tr- truck, a gas truck, sprays gas everywhere, then uh, lights, or throws a grenade, drives the truck out of it, and then we get the biggest explosion probably in the whole show. That yeah, I that's ridiculous. Of. And apparently um, Bruce Tim was not happy about it. Yeah, he said that when they first animated that ending, the explosion, it, it was it just was not done well, like artistically like in animation. And they redid the animation like two or three times, and he still huh. didn't feel it was good at the end. But they ran out of time, so they had to. Huh. Hear it. I never had any problem with it. I mean, yeah, I never noticed anything not about me it. Me neither. Looks like so, all the others. I always thought it was good. Um, of course, also just like with the penguin, they kind of they make Catwoman look like Michelle Pfeiffer. From- <sighs> Batman Returns. They but, don't do it with the suit, but no. well, well, kind of. They just make it gray, but it is kind of the same type of style. But then I they think, make her, you know, they make her blonde and and look like Michelle Pfeiffer, where she never really was in the comics. But which I don't mind. Like, it doesn't bother I, me. No, and like the whole suit, I don't mind either because, like, yeah, it's not just like the the cat ears on top and then like glasses. You know, it's like the full face mask, but right? I like it. Like, I, I think it. Yeah, no, I do get, too. And it doesn't look like a stupid Michelle Fiverr's suit because it doesn't have Ugh, all the weird stitching and the, and the leather. Like, yeah, it's, it's not bad. like some weird dominatrix reject. Like, they actually, like, it, it, it looks like, like the same kind of ilk of, like, Batman's suit where they, they kind of look like they could be in the same universe together. So that's what I, I like about it. Like, I don't mind it at all. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it either. But, yes, it wasn't, you know, I do. By... I do have to change... Something I said earlier, where I said this is my favorite Catwoman portrayal. Oh, I did lied. you forget? Yep. I lied. I'm sorry. Julie Newmar's Catwoman is. The I was best. gonna. I was surprised when you said that. I was like, I lied. I lied. 
Julie Newmar's the best Catwoman, and Adam West and Julie Newmar's relationship is the best Catwoman Batman relationship there ever is and ever will be. I'm sorry. This is st- this is still my favorite, but yeah. Julie I, Newmar I was... and Adam West have the best chemistry, maybe of anyone in the history of TV. Like it oh, is screen chemistry, yeah. Outstanding. It is yeah. outstanding. We we haven't even got. I think those are the next step. Those might be the next episodes we're we're getting to think... with that show. It's either the next. It's either next week or the next one. Because I okay. think we started, we went back to just doing the two. Yeah, yeah. Because we spend too much time talking when there's, it's Four. too much to do like two full episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's either the next one or the one after that. But I, I can't wait till we get into that. That's gonna. Be oh, fun. that will be fun for sure. But, but no, but in this show, it's done so well. The I love it. The, you know, she's infatuated with Batman. Bruce Wayne is infatuated with Selena Kyle. It's which great. Is just perfect. It's just that's it, a perfect is... way to do it. It's exactly like what I love in the freaking World's Finest movie where um, Batman's like, she likes Bruce Wayne and likes Superman, but she hates the other two. Like, it's perfect. Yep. Like, I, I love it. It is. It, it is great. Um, one thing, this uh, Maven character, oh, what, yeah. what is she? Uh. <laughs> is this her roommate? Is this her assistant? Who is she? Is, yeah. is she just a friend? I don't know who this is. Well, let's be honest. Nowadays, we we all know what she would be, but back then, I I I don't not a roommate because that'd be like, that'd be like, Celine kind of was like poor or whatever. But I, I have uh, no idea who that's supposed to be. Assistant, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's Marcy though. Yeah, from ten, yeah, from the Peanuts. Like this yeah. is grown up Marcy. This is what she becomes. Um, yeah, but I I want, I want to know what their affiliation is. Yeah, I have. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but. Uh, but it's then, fun. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. You got a bunch of Red Claw's fine. Yeah. You know, it it's fine. She she is not, not Talia Ghoul, Red Claw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's definitely not the same thing. <laughs> um uh, I think Red Claw's only in one more episode, if I can remember. See, I, I can't remember if she even came back at all. She does. She's in the Lion and the Unicorn episode. That's it. Yep. Okay. And I think that's it though. I don't think there's another it's gotta one. Be. But anyway. Um I don't really know what else to say about that. Those two episodes. That's that's kind of it. Again, it, like it's, yeah, it's like, just kind of a generic episode, except for we get introduced to Catwoman and the Batman Catwoman relationship, which is awesome. Yeah. Also, don't really know like if it needed to be two episodes, but I'm glad that I'm glad that. I mean, I guess like because like, I mean, again, the best part is the whole Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle thing. So I guess like you couldn't have an episode where it was literally just their relationship. You have to have some type of conflict sure. villain over you know overarching plot so i get that but yeah it's, it's it's weird but yeah those are definitely the best parts um all right so that's that's pretty much all i got for uh for those episodes more great animated series episodes again it's more often than not at worst they're good yeah even even as worse is better than so many other things right oh now. yeah for sure um yeah. So coming up next, we are going to go back to the Adam West Batman show from 1966. And we did, we're cutting it down now. Instead of doing two full episodes, so four episodes, we're just going to do one full episode. So, uh, because yeah, there's plenty that happens in each. Yeah, a lot happens in these shows. And so it's going to take longer, but it's just going to be easier to talk about. The next two are going to be amazing because (laughs) next week we got, we got False Face. Oh, that's right. False face. Underrated yeah. Batman villain. It's awesome. Um, yeah. So we got those two. And then the next week we have Catwoman finally. 
that will be a lot of fun. The show Julie Newmar's Catwoman, which is just fantastic. So can't wait for that. But next week we're doing the two episodes of uh, False Face. First episode is called True or False Face, and then Holy Rat Race. Again, they love rats in the yeah, show. They really do. This is like the fourth episode to use rat. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah. In, the, in the title, and it's always the second one. It's always the second part when they just need a rhyme. Uh, I guess because a lot rhymes with rat. I don't know. But they never rhyme it with rat. Oh, yeah, it's just in the beginning. It's part, always though, just in it. <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so False Face, one of the, definitely one of the creepiest villains in this show. We're going okay. to talk about next week, um, along with Movie Swap and, of course, any movies we see and any other news that we have as well. So I think that does it for this episode, Ian. Um, yeah, I, uh, in hindsight, I wish we had gotten to talk a little bit more about The Witcher, but that's fine. Uh, um, we can talk more about it next week. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, sure uh, yeah, tune in. We'll we'll maybe talk more about The Witcher now that Ian's finished it, and uh, we've. I have seen some it thoughts cause... too. I want to. I want to talk yeah. about stuff. Yeah. yeah, we didn't have time this this episode, but we'll we'll yeah we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into yeah, that. Now that the, Mandalor- the Mandalorian is over, might as well. Yeah, I totally agree. So tune in next week for some Witcher talk as well. Um, follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Um, follow back other Batman and superhero fans for sure. So. Definitely check that out. I post all the links to all the episodes and just other random thoughts on Star Wars and Batman and other pop culture stuff is all on there. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at MarkMarkBrand. You can follow me at Ian BarkBark. So do that as well. And uh, send us anything you want to you want us to talk about. Any Batman stuff you might want us to cover. Um, shoot us shoot us a tweet and and we'll we'll probably get to that. So. Uh, do that oh you know what we'll, we'll probably have to do uh we should do like an oscar prediction uh kind of like or at least give our picks for stuff and um with the oscars coming up here soon yeah well it depends on how many movies i've seen with them i know i haven't seen many but we can still i've seen a lot think is i've be. seen a lot yeah, I know so you have. it'll yeah. see you know w- once the nominees come out we'll see how many i've actually seen with um with well, whatever you with still those, talk so. about we can talk about when they do announce the nominations and then we talk about what we think will win yeah, we'll talk about what we think will win and what should win, which are yep, two very go. different things and have been for like 30 years with the uh, Oscars. Yeah. So, uh, the last good Oscars were Return to King. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Well, The Departed won, but still. The Departed did win in 2007, 2007 yeah. Oscars. That was, that, was a, that was a great one. I, God, I, I know it was 13 years ago now. Oh. Um, but it's been pretty rough. I guess Avatar won, didn't it? That, no, thank God, Hurt Locker won. Oh, did it? Okay. Well, and that was yeah, a terrible year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it, I mean, as much as I don't care about Avatar, at least that was the uh, case of a big a movie that made a lot of money being in yeah, Oscar like, things. Usually, if they make always... any money, they're immediately disqualified. So. Yeah, and they've gotten a little bit better lately where, like, you know, Mad Max was, like, nominated and Blade Runner was nominated where, like, movies people have actually seen get nominated. But I'm going to be win. so angry if Joker is nominated for Best Picture. And I'm so worried it it's going to be. I so I, hope it's not. I don't think it will Joaquin be. Joaquin Phoenix for Best Actor? Sure. I'm all for Absolutely. it. But, uh, Absolutely. But, jeez. That movie is just... That might be the most overrated movie in the history of the world. Um, it, it might be. It's starting to be. It is like, up again, there. It's up there with like the Pulp Fictions and others that are just yeah. massively, massively overrated. Um, yeah, like Jeremy Johns had that as his number one. I was like, ah, oh, Jeremy. That was disappointing. But he, but he loves the Joker more than anything, so... Which is, that, that's because, why you shouldn't like it. 
I know because it's not a Joker movie. It's but not the Joker. It, this movie was already a movie, and then they're just like, you know what? We can just slap the Joker on it, just put some face paint on it, and it's gonna make a billion dollars. And sure Although, enough, did you did you see where someone asked Martin Scorsese if he had seen the movie? He's like, I saw a few scenes. He's like, and I feel like I'd seen it before. I'm like, yes, because <laughs> yeah, you have. You did. <laughs> I'm telling you, it movies. is the most uninspired thing ever, and I just oh, don't understand how people are so falsely drawn in by it. I just don't get it. Again, if you're if it's for Walking Phoenix's performance, sure. I mean, he's great, uh, of course, he's outstanding. But the story is just not. It's not good. No, and again, it's I not think good, it... and it's not original. People are no. acting like it's this new thing. It's not. It is literally Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. That's all and... it is. I think the fact that it became like a political cause to see this movie oh, and like geez. it, I yeah, think is too. a big reason why people aren't really calling it for what it is. Uh, it's not a Whatever. great movie and it's the worst possible Joker thing. It it might be worse than Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> but the Jared Leto Joker didn't do any damage because everyone realizes it's stupid. This one could do no, he, damage if it no, keeps he going. He didn't do any damage. He just had it tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> It's a good point. Okay, dude, you sent me, or uh, I have finally, I don't know how, I know these have been a thing, these screen rant pitch meetings, but I just started, have you seen oh, these? The, the like, one from the Dark Knight Rises. I've seen them before, yeah. but I don't know how I've missed this. Like, I, I know I've heard of it, and I know I've seen it at some point. I have been watching all of them, because they are the best thing ever. Yeah, it is the best like, movie reviews I've ever seen. Yeah, are these yeah. pitch meetings. You need to see the one for Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah, I do. It is amazing. I tweeted it out actually like last week or oh, something. Okay. But I sent you the one from the Dark Knight Retur- uh, the Dark Knight I Rises. <laughs> it's so good. I just watched the one for <laughs> Far From Home, uh, Avengers Endgame. Like it is just whether whether it's a good movie or not or you like yeah. the movie or not, it is just the perfect it is the perfect way to tear down any movie. And yeah, it's, like it's, it's funny how accurate so many of the things are the star Wars holiday special one. Uh, oh, it is, God. it is, it's great. I highly recommend screen rants, um, pitch meetings. They're, they're my, probably my favorite movie re- reviews ever. It is a uh, really good. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything else. So that does it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a new Batman related episode. Again, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week. Yeah.